What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned into the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy, Sean Pesos. And your boy, Russ Digi. Going on, bro? Ain't nothing, man. Look like everybody had a pretty good week. I, I take this good week. It's a good week this week. I take it. Yeah, man. For real. My fantasy ain't turned out the way I wanted it to, but real football, everything was lovely, so I can't complain. Yeah, I, let me apologize because I picked against y'all. I thought I, I thought it was I thought it was over for y'all the way y'all was looking. I was like, y'all got too many injuries. I know what it is, man. I ain't making it a Jimmy G segment, man, but that's that's Jimmy. Like Jimmy never gets credit for just coming back from an injury. Like, they act like, oh, he's all right. Any other quarterback, they'd be like, well, you know he's suffering with a high ankle sprain. Him, yeah. it was just like, oh, he's phony. Like, what? Yeah, and that's it. Like, wasn't that the second ankle sprain he had? Didn't he have an ankle sprain when he first got there? Um, I'm not what was sure. that injury? Do you talking about his, his knee? The knee yeah. injury? When he a, first – that was a knee injury? Yeah, that was okay. his knee injury. Because, you know, when he first came, he came, like, middle of the season. Yeah. He was still trying to run fake Blaine Gabbert. Like, we ain't putting him in. Cuz got in there one five straight. That was the end of that. Then he got in and played the Chiefs, tricked up the knee. And then this was um, a high ankle sprain. I don't want to talk about Blaine Gabber. We lost to y'all that year. Oh, man. Shit. That was a bad year. I can't even remember who we beat. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been just the Cardinals and y'all. We were sorry. Oh, bad times. Bad memories. Yeah, but we're going to talk about this later on. We finally got a W. Yeah, man. Finally got yeah. back in the win column. Not only that, y'all look good doing it, too. Like, y'all look like y'all were supposed to look. Right, right. But everybody ain't looking so good this week, man. Oh, how so? Oof. It's looking, it's looking rough in Arlington. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I was just watching the game. I'm like, mm, coaching change, and it's still looking terrible. Yeah, I think also, man, um, I don't know, man, they kind of – they moved that Haskins deal. They, they they did that Haskins move too early. Think so? Yeah, I think so, man. Because I think sometimes you got to let stuff play out because you can only make that kind of move when you know the dude that's next up is a certified, you know, winner. Yeah. And Kyle looked like trash. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he was trash in Carolina, though. Well, that's my whole thing. But he looked better than that. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can't just jump off of Haskins like that because now you look like the whole – Tyrod Taylor, Nate Peterman thing. Like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, we already know what that's alluding to, but we don't want to. We don't want to bring that up for the umpteenth time. I mean, that's what it is. But that division as a whole is just booty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying what it is. Like, man, if my, if my team could be in that division, I wouldn't have no worries right now. No, I mean, that's that's the sad part. I think everybody, to a certain degree, they kind of want that. Um, we kind of love that opportunity. But then I also think, like, if your team is in that division, then what if you start playing down to your your, your competition? Like, iron mm-hmm. sharpens iron. Like, that's the one thing I could say about, you know, us. is like, I wouldn't want to trade and be in that division and then end up being this suspect organization. No, true. It's trade-offs to it. Yeah. But I'm speaking just specifically on my team situation and the way that division is looking. It's, it's terrible. Washington's oh, you would terrible. Definitely be in it. Dallas is looking even worse. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to bring in McCarthy to bring wins, and and get, granted they did lose Dak, but they still have major weapons on that team. Yeah, I think the worst part about it is McCarthy is the one that brought in Nolan, and Nolan was the biggest problem until last night. You know what I mean? Like Nolan, the defense was the problem. You know, if that would have been half half as good as, you know, anybody else's defense, they might have got some wins out of that situation because Dak was playing out of his mind. And then mm-hmm. now you lost Dak, and now you got two problems. <laughs> so now you're not just losing games in close fashion. You're getting your ass beat. Dak, Dak getting injured was a blessing and a curse. Right, for Dak? Because, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it shows Definitely. that, yeah, I'm injured, but it shows that you should have paid me my money because without me – Look, look at the result. And, yeah, I don't have any, like, stake in the Cowboys at all. Like, I could care less what happens. But just from that perspective, I did like the fact that they didn't do what a lot of people thought they would do with Dak. Like, we're going to feed Zeke. They could have a running game. They could stay afloat. Like, I'm glad they got thrashed by a team that's got weapons and is promising, but not a juggernaut team. So yeah, that everybody cringe. can understand exactly where they are. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you got thrashed by the Cardinals at the crib, like, Y'all got to get it together, like. Smoke. So. And that, them getting smoked helped me out this week as far as fantasy is concerned. <laughs> Didn't help me. 
<laughs> so uh, everybody but Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did. Yeah, man. They definitely did. We might as well jump right into that since we brought it up. Yeah. I, um I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty cool, man. I thought that game was uh I thought that game was solid, but um, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's funny because on one hand, I can't really judge the Cowboys because they're just in such turmoil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it just he did. Kyler Murray did what he was supposed to do. I mean, I can but, judge him because there's they're always this playoff contender year in and year out, despite of what the roster looks like. So I can judge him. The Cowboys. Oh no, no, no. I'm not I'm saying I can't really judge Arizona. Cowboys don't. Oh. I mean, I don't, I don't okay. even think they're, they're anything. I can't really judge what that was for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cowboys. Are yeah, bad. yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a given. Because one week, I get what you're saying, because one week Arizona would be world beaters like they were against Dallas, and then they'll turn around and get smoked by mm-hmm. somebody they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I mean, that's just how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Um, yeah. What was I going to say about... uh? The whole thing about Kyler Murray is I kind of feel like he just got put in this weird position. Like he was starting off so fast and everybody said like he's this MVP like type candidate. And then when it kind of tapered off, they kind of treat him like he's not that type of player. And I just want to accept that The fact is the man is in his second year with no preseason. Just let him be him. Just let him do his thing and then kind of judge it at the end. That's that's basically how I feel about Arizona. And he's got a brand new piece. Yeah. So they they have to get acclimated. The defense has to get in order. It's not just on him. Yeah. I know the quarterback position is the premier position, but he's got a lot of things working against him, but he also has a lot of things working for him. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a fan of him. Can't lie. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, he's all right. He ain't in my division, so I ain't got to worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's all right, man. I mean, I don't hate on him. The cool part about it is that's the one thing about my division, too, man. Like, if you just compare that whole situation between the NFC East and how bad they are mm-hmm. in comparison to, like, how good our division is, the one thing I like is that you get, like, excellent football games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get mm-hmm. not not just the score, but just the, the talent that you see. Like, I get to see Aaron Donald twice a year, so I know who he is as a player. Now I'm seeing Jalen Ramsey twice a year, so you see what he is as a player. I'm going to see Russell Wilson. I'm going to see Jamal Adams. Even though I always like Jamal Adams, it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of effect he has in the division. And you got DK Metcalf coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's a star-studded division, man. Like, literally, like... All the teams in there have somebody that you can kind of like appreciate, you know, like mm-hmm. us, we had our hat on that defense, our running game is our running game. So you kind of got to not even just look at the running backs as much as you just appreciate our running game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right now it's most of, but you know, it could be McKinnon. It could be somebody new later on. And then of course we got Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Like it's flashy plays, man, all the time, you know, win or lose is like great football to watch. And you know what I noticed speaking to y'all division, like unless Russell does something, they really don't highlight that division like that, which is yeah weird they try to, to me. They try to, because you know what it is, man. I think the main thing about it is quarterback play always dictates how they talk about your team. Like True. that's why they were trying to talk about Kyler Murray so early because his quarterback play and the way he, he scrambles like nobody else that I've seen in the league. Like his acceleration is probably – I think for real, he's faster than Lamar Jackson acceleration wise. Mm-hmm. Top speed is a different story, but once Kyler gets those feet moving, the amount of separation he can get and his ability to slide on the dime is just, it's second to none. You yeah. know, Russell Wilson, he scrambles for the pass. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just like, it's a different type of style. The dude's, the dude's fun to watch, man. Yeah, I'm just watching his little legs just kicking and kicking and kicking. And he just blow by somebody. I'm like, he yep. had the angle on him. He's gone. Yep. It was like, you can't even catch him. You had the angle and you can't even catch him. And then he got an arm, too. Yeah, for sure. For he, sure. He definitely displayed that on that Kirk pass. Yeah. Nah, without a doubt, man. That man can throw the rock. He's He can play, man. So for him to be in his second season, if you just let him develop without trying to you know, people trying to be first on who's going to be the next MVP or he's going to be the next this or the next that and just let him play and enjoy the, enjoy his game, you know, it's going to be a real treat for years to come. Yeah. 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 So, um, in addition to that, man, um, 
just bringing up a different topic altogether, the Steelers and Titans are still undefeated. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the dynamic between those two? Honestly, I haven't watched the Steelers at all this season, so I can't oh, really man. gauge what's going on with them. No no slight to the Steelers, but yeah. they're in the AFC. They're not really on my radar because I've got enough going on in the NFC. Yeah. Some games, from the highlights I've seen, I don't know if I can really tell what type of team they are, mm-hmm. but Ben looks like he's going in a upward direction. Yeah. Um, they're a very interesting team, man. When it, when Ben came back, you know, I thought it was going to be like the Ben and Juju show with a little bit of Connor. Um, they got a new tight end, Eric Ebron. Um, I knew they had drafted Chase Claypool and Washington was Washington, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But after seeing Claypool go off just before before the whole big go-off game, you could tell he was just different because he's so tall, but they use him kind of like how we use Devo Samuel. So it looks like just this tall dude just running like a like a gazelle or like a horse down the field, but it's fast and people can't catch him. It's almost like watching Randy Moss run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't look as fast, but you know it's fast. So you get on a game speed. Yeah. yeah. Like this, this dude is galloping down the field. So seeing those weapons, man, it kind of feels like it's the perfect situation for Ben because it ain't about Ben anymore. You know what I mean? It's about the weapons that, that he has around him. You don't have to even worry. Um, and truth be told, sorry to cut you off, but this is probably the most weapons he's had. It's either been A, B, or famine. Right, or, or or something developing in between because when they did have A.B. and they had Martavis Bryant, it was cool, but Bryant was getting in trouble. You know yeah. what I mean? Juju was just coming along as A.B. was leaving. Yeah. So it was a little different. You know, you had Le'Veon Bell it was like the triple Bs, but just insofar as a wide receiver, you know, mm-hmm. uh, package, they're, they're like in the, the heart of it right now because Juju is so young. You know what I mean? Claypool is a rookie. You got Washington. And then the defense, on the other hand, they're just – they're official. They just lost Bush, which is sad to hear. Yeah. A linebacker. But year. Minka Fitzpatrick is playing like like a dude that got out of turmoil and hit the lottery. Like, yo, y'all got me out of, like, Miami, and now I'm out here playing with the Steelers. Like, Which, when you think about it, leaving Miami and going cold-ass Pittsburgh, you think it would be the opposite effect. But – yeah, I mean, in his regular life, it may feel that way, you know? <laughs> but but as far as winning in his profession, mm-hmm. he's got to feel on top of the world, man. So, um, you know, I think the Steelers are definitely a solid team. They're going to be a team that's tough to to get out of there. It's going to be interesting to see how they contend against somebody that has a more explosive offense. I mm-hmm. thought that was going to be the test with Cleveland, but they shut that down. So. Well. With Cleveland specifically, I never thought they had an explosive offense just because of the quarterback play. <laughs> yeah, but you ain't got to try that hard. Dang, I, I, a lot of that I blame on Stefanski because there are certain ways. Like whenever Odell just gets four passing targets and you didn't try to run him out of the backfield, you didn't try any trick plays or anything like that, I feel like you're not trying hard. No, you know I mean? but – was Stefanski there last season, or is this his no, first no, this year? This is his first year. He used to be in Minnesota. So Odell wasn't getting uh, shine last year like that. No, nah, he wasn't, but he was injured, and partially that was just Freddie Kitchens. But Stefanski saw what he needed to do when they played Dallas. All that stuff by, you know, pitching it to Jarvis and letting Jarvis throw a touchdown and running a couple jet sweeps and stuff like that. That's how you energize the offense, man. That's how you make people feel like they're involved. And you make the defense think that this person can be involved on any play, you know? Yeah. So, But not to talk about them, just to get back to the Titans, um, how do you feel about them in comparison? You know, um, I'm going to keep saying it. Is Derrick Henry or bust? Mm-hmm. Okay. Paid that they should have paid that man what he was worth. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna forever fall on that because look at his performances. I mean, his performances are are starting to become more consistent, and that's really cool to see. Um, it used to be kind of like feast or famine with him, but now Mm -hmm. it seems like he's being a little more stable. And if that's the case, man, I mean, we we know it's a problem. Like he is a problem. Um. It'll be interesting to see how a lot of these things play out. I mean, I know they played the Bills, and and, and that was a good win against a team that, you know, was on the rise. But they're going to have to play a couple juggernauts and and let me see what they look like against them. And then I have, like, a better idea who they are. But, I mean, if you're undefeated, you're undefeated. And that's that's the key. You can't take nothing away from Yeah, W's a W. Yeah, man. So. Yeah. So. I guess they're for real for the moment. I'll say that. 
Yeah, they for real for the moment because, um, you know, how do you feel about now that we had two weeks of watching Buffalo play some tough teams? How do you feel about them and the standing that everybody was giving them? Well, just speaking specifically on the Titans game, they really had no excuse to get blown out like that, mm-hmm. considering they had the same amount of time off as the Titans did. Mm-hmm. And they were playing at home, I believe. Were they playing at home or were they playing on the road? Can't remember. That, that game, I can't remember. I think they played. I know they played the last one at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I think that, that could have been on the road, but with the shifting of everything, man, I kind of yeah. lost track. But they, there was no reason for them to come out looking like that. If, if Josh improves as well as they say he did. Mm-hmm. I saw in those last two games, <clears throat> Josh returned to regular Josh that can't really make decisions on the fly. Mm-hmm. And now that MVP talk, like I was saying before, not even to sound like a hater, it was premature. It's like the first four weeks of the season. Definitely. You're going to look like a world beater if you're undefeated and you're at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And you look, you look slightly better than you did the season before. They're going to start throwing you in that conversation. Yeah, I think I think it was a little tough hearing that a lot because I, you know, coming off of the playoff performance that he had in the last time we saw him, he went out so bad, and I was just always like, he doesn't do well under pressure. It's not the fact that you lost the game; it's not how you if you get blown out. It's just how you look in the loss. You, you know, have what to mean? handle it accordingly. Yeah, so I, I kind of felt like, man, that's a wild situation, man, because. You know, they they took another loss this past week. You know, it was one of the Monday night football games. And um, that was crazy because they were kind of in it, but they were in it because of the defense. They weren't in it because of the offense. Right. You know? And so. But I'll um, even speak on that. The the game itself, it might have looked close, but I watched the entire game. Right. No, it, it wasn't. It, it really wasn't that close as the score predicted. Right. Right. Like, had the Chiefs gotten going a little earlier, it could have gotten ugly really fast. And that's why I, I credit the defense, because the defense were the ones that even made it seem like it was what it was. But offensively, you didn't really feel like they were going to move the ball the way they were supposed to to even keep it close or possibly win. No, and then I credit some of that to the weather, because it was downpouring up here. Yeah, but you would think that would help Buffalo. Yeah. You th- <laughs> I honestly think that would help Kansas City, too. Why? That, I think... Th- because they're playing Arrowhead. It's always nasty in Kansas City. No disrespect. I mean, I guess so, but I would think I'm going to take my chances with that ball being slippery and him not wanting to pass it as much. I mean, you should have known that they were going to be heavy on the run as they were. True. And they just ran the ball, dropped it into Kelsey. Ran the ball, dropped it into Kelsey. It was real elementary, and, and Buffalo just didn't stop it. Yeah, but I got a lot of Bills fans like, oh, our linebackers are hurt. I don't know what's going on with this defense. Like, their whole attitude has shifted now. <laughs> I mean, it's given y'all lost two back-to-back games. You're not going to be as confident as you once were. Right. But the ones that were calling me a hater now are like, yeah, you were kind of right. Yeah. I mean, but it is what it is. I mean, if I was in their position, I'd be cocky as shit too. Mm-hmm. So I can't say anything. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I ain't, you know, I'm not tripping too much, man. But, um, you know. Speaking of that division, though, why is Adam Gay still the coach? That's what I would love to know. Yeah, uh, they're stupid. And that's all to it, man. When you, and you don't try to understand stupid, man. You know, stupidity is something all onto itself. I'm not about to sit up there and look at how bad the Jets were losing. Sam Darnold got hurt. You got Joe Flacco in there. Adam Gase is running the show. They still don't look good. It's just like you got to blow the whole thing up, man. You got to do it. That's what I would do. They gave away Le'Veon for peanuts. Yeah. Well, and I mean, still, that's another thing. Like, they have no plan of action. Yeah. yeah. I mean... And to be a fan of that organization with no plan of action, it's a bad place to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, but, I mean, look, they, they up there, what do they say? Sever for Trevor is what Max said. Everybody tanking for Trevor at the moment, man. It's draft pick time. Bruh. That's what yeah, it is. Man. You don't believe how many Falcons fans are like, yo, we tanking for Tua, or, or not Tua, tanking for Trevor, tanking for Fields. I, I, me personally, I don't feel like either one of those quarterbacks give me the same feeling that Burrow gave me mm-hmm. or Deshaun Watson gave me. 
Um, I even understand why people felt the way they felt about Tua because Tua came in, took over for Jalen Hurts and won the national championship. Like it's it's a certain kind of moxie I need to see from a quarterback before I'm like, yo, man, you need to roll the dice on this guy because if they can just play, that's not going to be enough for some of these organizations that need an entire rebuild. Your organization aside, I don't think y'all need an entire rebuild because y'all got the pieces. But again, if you get that player, now all the pressure is on him because it's like, well, you got Julio Jones, you got Ridley, you got Todd Gurley. Why aren't you winning? And that's too much for a young quarterback, too. Well, speaking of just, I mean, we didn't, I didn't mean to get to my squad so early, but there's been a lot of trade rumors going around. Like, oh, we could trade Julio to Baltimore or Matt can go to the Browns. Like, they're trying to do a, a complete rebuild, which I don't think is necessarily – needed at this point. Yes, we need a quarterback for the future. Yes, we need to get rid of some players, but a complete and utter rebuild. We've been bad, but we're still not the Browns or the Jets. We're not that bad of an organization. Yeah, I get it. I I, I feel that way, but at the same token, man, your record is going to make you feel a certain type of way. That's no different. I've talked to one of my homeboys. He's a Vikings fan, Mm -hmm. and you know he thinks that they might get a top 10 pick. And he's not sold on Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields either. And so it's one of those situations where right now it's so early in the season, you don't know how many wins you're going to end up with. You can end up on a winning streak, kind of like how my boys did at the end when, when Garoppolo first got in there, end up with like five or six wins and be, you know, five and 11 or six and 10. And it puts you in a different situation. Right. But, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that I would want Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if you got him, you got to be happy with him because you never know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't give me the same feeling as like Burrow or Watson or two or you know. See, my thing, like, what is Trevor going to do when he doesn't have the pieces that Clemson would have at the next level? Well, but that's the thing. If he goes to y'all, he would have those pieces. True. You know what I'm saying? But if he goes somewhere else, we don't know. But at the same token, it could be a Justin Herbert situation, too. Like, the dude just might have it. You know yeah, what I mean? He just might he, it's a gamble, but it's always a gamble when it's like your first pick. Like when you look at the Pat Mahomes and when you look at a Justin Herbert, where they got picked for the production they're giving you, it was perfect because it's almost like they fell to you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like As a person, yeah, instead mm-hmm. of just going out there and just getting, you know what I mean, who's, whoever's available or whoever's the general consensus number one pick. So, yeah, yeah man, it'd be interesting, man. But, um, you know, oh, oh, let me stay in the AFC East still. Well, how you feel about the Patriots? Um, they're under five hundred for the first time since two thousand seven, I believe. I think the biggest the biggest issue with the Patriots, and I felt like stuff like this would happen this season. There's gonna be a whole line of excuses or reasons that people don't even bring up, right? Like the Patriots lost. Of course, Cam Newton just came off of COVID, but he just got cleared not too long ago. They right. closed the, the practice facility anytime they get a positive test. So you're not getting, you know, continuity that way. You don't have a preseason. It's just hard for those teams that are getting these positive COVID tests to build some kind of regimen that's consistent. And so then you get out there on the field and all of these players are pros. You know what I mean? They've been training like pros since they've been in college. And now when you get on the football field, it looks like on paper it's the easy thing to do. But you're getting out there with big grown men. And these other big grown men in Denver been practicing. You haven't been practicing. What you think is going to happen? It's going to kind of level out the playing field. Yeah, so much going to go to rush there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's no different than what happened to uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo came off the high ankle sprain. They figure, okay, we're about to play the Dolphins. This should be a good game to put him in. That man was was not ready, was not planting on that back foot. It still hurt. He didn't look good. He didn't have, like, a good week of practice before that. You know, he just basically got cleared, and we put him in. This week, with some preparation, we go up against a division rival, and it's a division game, so I know how we're going to get down, and he looks all world. You know what I mean? So it's one of those situations where we got to start factoring that in, too, when we're, when we're looking at some of these games. If somebody's coming off of a COVID test or, you know, one team didn't get to practice this week, that could seriously affect the game. Even speaking of the COVID test, we don't know how their body's going to react from having COVID. Exactly. That's another thing that people aren't really talking about. Like, yeah, people are coming on and off the COVID uh, list, right. but what's the body's reaction to it? Yeah. 
Yep. So, I mean, that's definitely one of those things that you kind of got to keep your eye on. And so far as just judging the Patriots overall, man, I don't know, man. Buffalo ain't, ain't helped the situation by losing two in a row. No, so they didn't. Like they they could have pulled off from that yeah. division. Yeah, you could have easily just been like, well, man, wow, Buffalo's got it at this point. The Patriots are in trouble. Nah, I'm not going to say that right now. And no. then we don't know what uh, two is starting they're going to bring for them, for the Dolphins. Right, because the Dolphins, they got a couple key wins in, and then, you know, it's not to boost up my team, but New England's about to play San Francisco this week. I don't think they're going to win that game. You know what I mean? So, we don't know what the situation's going to be like. We'll see. We'll see, man. We will see. But finally, 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 the Atlanta Falcons got a W. Hey, man. Congratulations. Appreciate it. 0-16. No, 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 thank God. <laughs> yeah. So we went on to beat Minnesota. And I feel kind of weird about this game because typically when we play Minnesota, it's never good for us. Mm-hmm. We always get blown out whether we're home or away. Mm-hmm. So when I watch the game, I'm seeing a different kind of energy than what they've typically been displaying through these first five games. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, the defense is actually like getting pressure. We're getting turnovers, which is a rare thing. And the offense is humming along. So then I look at it like, if we're playing like this under our first game under Raheem Morris, why wasn't this decision made two to three weeks earlier where we could possibly salvage the season and it wouldn't be a, oh, trade Julio, trade Matt, blow it up type of situation. We could be in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. Might not be in the hunt for the division, but from what I'm seeing, nobody in the division is like the strongest. Like, oh, yeah, they got the division. It's going to be a runaway. Mm-hmm. So that just that angered me even more. But I'm did have I am happy we did get the win, but I take it on a week by week basis. Yeah, I mean I think that's how y'all should approach it, man. We got this is the first year that we got uh seven wild card positions, you know. And uh I'm definitely looking at my squad as one of those teams that probably would end up with one of those wild card positions if we can't win the division. Mm-hmm. And us winning the division would mean we gotta take Seattle out twice just to even the playing field and they gotta drop to some people, which is always possible. But um on that seven on that seven spot, man, that record may look it may not look that good. It may just straight up be seven and nine. You know what I mean? That's something that y'all can get to, but it's gonna take that kind of effort that y'all put against Minnesota in order to get to that point. And you're gonna have to do it week by week. My thing is we have to be the teams we're supposed to be and fight with teams that are better than us. But as you stated, this is your first the first week with Raheem Morris. He has head coaching experience and they obviously were ready to play for this man. So week by week, you just gotta hope you can chip away at him. I mean, regardless of how, where we finish, I'm still rooting for Raheem Morris to get a head coaching job. And but do you want him to be your coach? If he can rally us to a playoff win, playoff run, a deep oh, win. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't see why not. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying from a realistic standpoint, if he gets you to the playoffs, if he just got you there, I mean, I would say, damn, you got to really consider it because it's going to look crazy if you get the wrong guy and then you don't make the playoffs. And right. you already had him in-house. But let's just say you end up in a situation where y'all started off one and five, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say he finishes above above 500. Like you know I mean? nine and seven. Well, no, no, just his record. Oh, just his, his record, record alone. Okay. Yeah, so you end up in an eight and eight situation or something mm-hmm. like that. Do you feel like that's enough? Uh, he started with a hell of a deficit, man. Yeah, he started five games down. <laughs> that's a hard deficit to yeah. overcome. So, uh, that's a good question because yes, he did get us to even, but if we were to space it out over the season, would that equate to a winning record? Or would I we mean, barely it, be scraping by? It would have to by. be for him with a five-game deficit. That means he would have basically won eight games and only lost three. True. 
I don't you know. know. That's a good question. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, the, but that's that's realistic, and that would be fantastic if you really think about it. Because I think eight and eight could possibly get that seventh seed. It just depends on how the other NFC teams start shaking out. You know, yeah. you got some crazy stuff going on in the North right now with uh, Chicago and Green Bay. So it looks like they'll probably, you know, be duking it out for trying to get two spots. Of course, my division, somebody is going to be one of those two spots. Mm-hmm. And then you got that third spot. I mean, if whether it's us in Seattle or Seattle and the Rams or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It depends on how it's going to shake out. So, well, know. the way it's looking, the way I look at it is the first four spots are already taken. We got to fight for those last three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you haven't have y'all played any division games yet? I can't remember. Y'all played Carolina. To, we lost to Carolina. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you can really shake some stuff up, but you got to get you got to get there early. Yeah, you damn, they have to yeah. go on a five game winning streak, be five and five in a situation where somebody else is like, you know, seven and three. And now well, we you played, start talking about we played Detroit this week. We played Carolina the week after, and I forget who we play after that. But there are four winnable games. Yeah, you got to stack up some. You definitely got to stack up some division wins, and I guess it's gonna be backloaded for y'all. Yeah, because we have yet to play. We played Drew Brees and them after the bye week. Oh yeah, and then we play Tom, Drew, Tom, Kansas City, and then Tom again, I believe. So okay. that that back half is gonna be loaded with trouble if we okay. don't get it together. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens, man. We will. We will. And this week, man, we had the Sunday night game, man, where we had a lot of doubters. You know what I mean? My 49ers took on the Rams. Um, I never take those games for for granted, so I never look at it like whatever happens in the game, we going to kick their ass or they going to beat us. Like, it's always going to be some kind of battle. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though the game was 24 to 16, you know, for the most part, we had a lead like 21 to 9, but we had to play them tight, you know. Um, I thought we had a hell of a performance, man. I was so happy to see like so many of our skilled players out there on offense. It's just the defense right now that we got to kind of get healthy and get back because Debo was Debo. Kittle was Kittle. Jimmy was working. Raheem was doing his thing until he got hurt. And uh, Brandon Ayuk, man, that guy is a rookie, man. It's, it's the perfect compliment. And we still got Kendrick Bourne. We're like receiver heavy, running game heavy. Everything is legit. But the defensive side of the ball that was our main staple, that's the part where we're hurting, man. You yeah, know? you took a lot of losses even before the season started. Yeah, because um, we even got uh, Rhett. He's uh, doing a lot for us at the corner position. But mm-hmm. we just keep rotating uh, our front four so much, man. And, you know, Ken Law's a rookie, man. You can't ask for too much from the rook. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like he's like coming out like Bosa or like Alden Smith was for us when they were rookies, where he was just a sack master and could get pressure on the quarterback. But um, you know, I'm I'm happy with what we did last week. We're gonna take it week to week. And I the only thing I can hope for my team is that we constantly get healthy. Yeah, you're gonna need to be healthy to battle Seattle, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think the problem with Seattle now, man, more than anything, is Russell Wilson finally has some some serious weapons on the outside. Like, mm-hmm. DK, DK and Tyler Lockett, that's going to be, you know, a tough matchup for us with our secondary being the way it is. And even when we could get pressure on Russell Wilson, it wasn't because we were sacking him. It was just to get him to throw the ball away for the most part because he's hard to get a hand on. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see how the whole thing shakes out. I don't like them. So, you know, I'm coming in with the mindset that we're going to beat them. But I know mm-hmm. it's a tough matchup because offensively, their defense isn't that good. So offensively, if we bring our game, we can make it a shootout. You know, uh, I implore you do not make the same mistake we made. Watch for for uh, Jamal Adams because that is their defense in a nutshell. But see, but see, Jamal likes to play up close, so he would be more so trying to play our run. He he just like Ramsey. Ramsey thought he could mess with Debo. He couldn't. You know what I mean? It's like our our wide receivers are different. They're used in a different way. You know what I mean? So I think we could definitely score on them. You know what I mean? And take advantage of their guys that aren't aren't necessarily handling things on the back end. So we'll see, man. But overall, I was happy with the game, man. I was impressed with the way that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looked. And hopefully we could just build upon this. How do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo in the future? I mean, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is what he's supposed to be as a quarterback. I think sometimes people always want to get the next big shiny thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they always forget about wins. And I never, ever 
take for granted that a quarterback goes out there and has a knack to win. And that's what he has. You know what I'm saying? Like that man has won three times as many times as he's lost. You know what I mean? That's like 23 and seven or something like that in his 30 starts. Like that says something for me. I don't care if you throw for 200. I don't care if you throw for 300. I don't care if you know how to scramble or you don't. If somehow, some way, the way that you play football leads to wins, I'm good with that. I respect that take. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We'll see, see, I don't watch Jimmy G much, so I got, I'm going to have to tune in to, like, thing, really get a feel for him. Pause. The, big, the biggest thing about Jimmy G is pace, man. Mm-hmm. The pace has to be right for him. Sometimes he's going to make a pass that's that's wrong. You know what I mean? That's an errant throw that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have thrown too high or he threw too late. But the receivers can catch, and there's other plays that you can get going. Our rushing attack is so potent that a lot of his numbers are going to be low just because we're going to have over 100 yards rushing. So unlike the team that doesn't have balance, that may, their quarterback may throw for over 300 damn near every game, but they only rush for 70 yards, we may be rushing for 130 and throw for, you know what I'm saying, 260 or 220 or, you know what I mean? But we I still mean, got over 400 yards of total offense or something like that. If you're going to talk about the Falcons just now, that's all you had to say. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a lot of teams like that that are pass heavy, man. That can't yeah. rush the ball, man. You know, I think yeah. I think for y'all it was more so just scheme. I mean, you got the pieces, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, you know, I felt like my team did good. That was it. All right, can't be mad at that. Yeah. So uh, I know we normally do this in the beginning, but we're going to do fantasy right now. We kind of skipped over that because you have some things to get to. Yeah, so yeah. might as well knock out the fantasy fantasy por- uh, portion right now. Well, I mean, you know, we normally do the high player of the week, man, but you already know who that is, so you can kind of start it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, honestly, going into this week, I did not expect to be high player of the week because <laughs> originally I was projected to win by maybe – Two or three points. Mm-hmm. It was nothing like crazy. Like, oh yeah, I got this in the bag. Right. I just happened to look up. Some of my guys went crazy, and I think the guy I was playing, he really didn't prepare. Like, I don't know. It seemed like, it seemed like he couldn't. He didn't make the adjustments he could have before the game started. Well, why you say that, man? Because he had a lot of people on by, man. <laughs> he did. Uh, like he, now, now I'm looking at it. Yeah, Minnesota's defense didn't do him any. Okay, let me let me back up. I went up against the Congolese Originals. All right. I won 156 to 77. All right. Deshaun Watson gave me 41. Mm-hmm. Ronald Jones gave me 25. Philip Lindsay, who I just picked up earlier this week because Melvin Gordon's situation is iffy, mm-hmm. he gave me 10. Julio gave me 33. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, as we were speaking on earlier, it's not really the Ben the Juju connection. He only gave me two. Yeah. I'm contemplating on whether I should drop him or not. <laughs> Honestly, because he hasn't given me more than 10 points since I picked him up, to be honest. All right. Hayden Hurst gave me 15. Christian Kirk, who I just put in the flex position, mm-hmm. gave me 22. Mm-hmm. Coach Defense gave me three. Mm-hmm. And Sloman, the Rams kicker, gave me five. All right. And just to throw in, Matt Ryan gave me 41 on the bench. So either way, I won in that aspect. Right. Which is rare when your quarterback, you know, your starting and your bench quarterback give you the same amount of points. So yeah. either decision would have been right. But most of the time, I'm, I'm going with Deshaun because you just never know what our offense It's different now. You got a new coach. Same OC. It ain't that different. <laughs> it ain't that different. Maybe he's like, hey, call it like this, dog. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But Bro. nah, man. The shoot, the shoot Congolese original some bail. He had two quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. He had been running Dak Prescott for most of the season. And as most people know, Dak Prescott is still leading the league in passing yards, even without playing the full game or, you know, playing last week. So I think that put him in a position. He had Dalvin Cook was one of his starters earlier. Dalvin Cook was hurt. I believe he was hurt. I know he's kind of dinged up. Yeah, he is hurt. He didn't play. So, yeah. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's hurt. Russell Wilson was on a bye. You know what I mean? He's got Keenan Allen. Bye. 
Yeah, Darren yeah, Waller. Darren Waller, bye. Bye. Rugs. Yeah. Right, right. So in that situation, he was running what he had, man. And, you yeah, know, he I've, had I've some been good there. pieces. He had some good pieces, but, you know, like Mike Evans didn't show up for him with two points. Uh, Judy, like you would think, is a good pick. And even though they won, they didn't really use Judy like that. That Minnesota defense took away points from a game of negative four. So it was one of those weeks for him. But it was definitely a good win for you, man, because you still put up 156 points. And being the high man of the week, that means you would have beat anybody you played. True. No, no, I'm just going to say here, I do not expect that next week. <laughs> I do not. I'm just going to keep it a whole buck. Oh, man. Well, we'll run down the rest of these scores. Uh, we had Rise Up go against Gold Blood Drip, 117 to 107. Hold on. Stop right there. Rise Up is not his original name. Hey, just want to hey, put that hey, out there. Hey, bro, it's trolling you. That's your man. You got to get him. Now, the crazy part about that situation is Rise Up <laughs> had Derrick Henry, who dropped 45 points, and that seems to be the bulk of the points that happened to give him that win. So, you know, I know he was probably happy about that. Uh, I played our boy, Big Soddy Cool Diesel. I got smoked 130 to 85 because Aaron Rodgers decided not to beat Aaron Rodgers this week. And that was it. And once Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers, I knew I wasn't in it. Raheem Mostert gave me a solid nine, even though he was hurt. I ran Gibson, Washington's running back. He didn't really do much. He gave me nine. Even though Arizona went off, they decided to not throw to Nuke Hopkins. So he only had nine. Odell had the dumbest day ever. He had four. Tanyan had five. I had Chase Claypool. He gave me 17. And the Pittsburgh defense gave me 19. The only people showed up for me was the Steelers. Those were the only double-digit numbers I got. I'm just looking at it like, wow, you got a whole lot of singles. Yeah, man. So it was one of those weeks. I expect a great bounce back week for like Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna make a couple moves. I ain't gonna give my strategy away to my opponent, but you know, some it's gonna be some wide receiver uh, shifting that I do, and uh, we are gonna see what happens, man. Uh, but you know, shout out to Sai for getting that good win, man. He had Kyler Murray. You know, he did his thing. Aaron Jones, Gaskin, the running back for Miami. McLaurin, he had a really balanced offense. And his big high point man was uh, Justin Jefferson. He had 39 points for Minnesota. I had that wide out on my squad, man. And I dropped him after a couple weeks. And, man, I regret it. Oh, boy, that hurts. (laughs) I regret it, man. But um, That hurts. And that was in, like, a couple leagues, too. I can't remember if it was this league, but I think it was. But either way, man, shout out to him. And um, we had... Team Jackson versus the Maserati boys, the Denver Maserati boys. That was 111 to 109. Team Jackson won that one. That seemed like a pretty balanced game as well. We had the Warview Hot Boys. My boy P went against my boy Greg. G-O, yeah, the beach. He won 130 to 81. Of course, he got Pat Mahomes, Will Fuller got off. Kelsey, Debo Samuel. So he has had a couple double-digit people in there. And uh, that was pretty much the week of fantasy football, man. So, man, you like you had a good week, man. You had the Canes win, the Falcons won. They won in fantasy. Hey, won in fantasy, it. man. You, all right. I'll take it. <laughs> Things were looking bright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially the Canes. Yeah, Especially man. after last week. Yeah. And then, you know, the crazy part is I don't know if uh, King is coming out this year or not, but... Um, He's one of those players that I feel like if he falls to the right squad, man, that man's yeah, got our he, whole... He can take over. Man, he's got our whole thing looking different, man. Like, I ain't seen the Canes look like this in the quarterback play since... Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. <laughs> and Ken Dorsey wasn't doing what he was doing. It was just no. Ken Dorsey was throw. He could throw touchdowns. Ken right. be making some shit happen, man. So, you know, yeah. that's something to look out for. All right. Is that everything? Man, the only thing Besides these picks? Got to get to these picks, and that's about it, man. All right, let's get to them. I'm going to run mine down first. Okay. So the trash game of the week, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> one of the trash games of the week. <laughs> it's the Giants versus the Eagles. Yes. Um, mm. I don't know why, but I went with the Eagles. Okay. Even though both teams are a dumpster fire. Okay. I just it's just I just went with the Eagles. I don't mm-hmm. really have no rhyme or reason for that one. Mm-hmm. Lions versus the Falcons. Given our, our performance this past week and we're going up against the Lions who are also a terrible team with a few of our uh old players. I, I, I feel we have an advantage there. As okay. long as we come and handle business, so I'll pick my boys. 
Even though I know I said I wasn't gonna pick them the rest of the year, I lied. I went back on my <laughs> on my uh, statement. It took one win. That's all it took. Bills versus Jets. Jets are a complete and utter disgrace to the NFL as an organization. Sorry, Jets fans. Amen. So, and that with that, I'm going with the Bills. Bounce back game for them. Okay. Bengals and Browns. As much as I believe in Joe Burrow, I believe the Browns are going to come out firing because of the turmoil going on. Right. Cowboys and Washington. Washington is also a dumpster fire, but Cowboys aren't much greater. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Packers and Texans. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back with a vengeance. And unfortunately, the Texans are going to bear the brunt of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Panthers and Saints. I'm going with the Saints. Steelers and Titans. Battle of the undefeateds. I'm going with the Titans. I want to see if they can score down Derrick Henry. Okay. And if they can't, I, I got a feeling they're going to take that one. Okay. Seahawks and Cardinals. I'm going with the Seahawks. 49ers and Patriots. Just because this is a West Coast team flying to the East Coast and that time difference, especially with, you know, Facilities shutting down and people being injured and all of that. I'm going to pick the Patriots. I think Cam is going to bounce back a bit, have a a better showing than he did this past week. Okay. Chiefs versus Broncos. The Broncos are in disarray, even though they did win this past week. I still believe the Chiefs are the better team, so I chose the Chiefs. Jags and Chargers. I'm starting to get in line with uh, Justin Herbert, so I'm going with the Chargers. The John Gruden Bowl, Bucks versus Raiders. I'm going with the Bucks. I don't like the Raiders, what the Raiders are doing, but I believe the Bucks are a better team right now. And the last game, Bears versus the Rams. I believe the Rams are going to come out and expose the Chargers, uh, not Chargers, the Bears, and get okay. that W. Okay. All right. We got a couple of differences, man. I started off. I ain't going to keep the people waiting too long. Giants and Eagles, I got the Eagles. Uh, Lions and Falcons, I got the Lions. Um, okay. Browns and Bengals, I got the Browns. Steelers and Titans, I got the Steelers in this one. Um, I understand that Derrick Henry's on the tear, and they're actually playing in Tennessee. I think the biggest thing is the Steelers have these weapons that I just don't know what defense that isn't star-studded is going to be able to handle. So I'm picking them offensively. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a real battle. I think this thing might get to the 30s, but we're going to see. Um, we got Carolina and New Orleans. I got New Orleans for sure. Buffalo versus the Jets. I mean, it's not even a question of going with Buffalo. Um, Dallas and Washington. I, I did the same thing you did, man. I picked Washington, man. It's a bad team. It's a bad game, but... I picked the Cowboys. Oh, you picked the Cowboys. Well, now yeah. I picked Washington, man. Um it's a rivalry, man, and it's a mm-hmm. real rivalry. And if nothing else, if Washington doesn't get up for this game, you know, that, that Giants game, was that pissed them off enough. You know, the boneheaded decisions that were made, I feel like they're going to come out and play. I mean, I ain't got no stake in it. Uh, Green Bay versus uh, Houston. I got Green Bay bounce back for Rodgers, like you stated before. Seattle and Arizona. I only took Seattle because Seattle's undefeated. But to be perfectly honest with you, I think Arizona's going to give them hell, and I would not be surprised if they won this game because I don't think Seattle's defense can even hang with them. But just because they're undefeated, I'm going to go with them. And it's a division game, so it's going to be good for me either way. Somebody got to lose. Kansas City at Denver, I mean, yeah, come on, man. I know it's a division game too, man, but Kansas City, man, I'm not picking them. San Francisco at uh, New England. Uh, I get what you're saying about that whole West Coast playing on the East Coast. It's a 425 game, which would be like one o'clock on the body, which wouldn't be too bad for them. Uh, I don't know how we're going to play at this time. Sometimes we leave a little early, chill in Youngstown, Ohio during the week so that our body can get used to it. But, you know, I think this game is going to be a test for us, man. We'll really get to see what it's like. They don't have any weapons on the outside. So like our, um, our, our corners and our safety should be able to, you know, really take advantage of that. Uh, we just got to contain Cam and put some points on the board. But New England has a solid defense, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I picked us. Um, Jacksonville versus the Chargers, man. I'm like you, man. Herbert, man. Boy looks official. I'm going to roll with him. Herbert. It's just that simple. We're picking the Chargers. Tampa Bay and Vegas. I'm going with Vegas, man. I think that okay. uh, 
think Tampa Bay got a got a win from their defense. I don't think their offense did much of anything in that particular game. That's what kind of set the tone insofar as changing shit up in, against Green Bay last week. And I don't think that that's going to be the case with, with, with Vegas. I think they got a lot of weapons, a lot of stuff you got to focus on. And they're coming off the bye, man, so they're going to be fresh. And they're going all the way out to Vegas to play that game. Um, and then last is Bears versus Rams. I went with the Bears. Um, I almost picked the Rams. I think the biggest thing about it, the way my defense is constructed insofar as getting pressure on the quarterback mm-hmm. is like, it's not really that. It, we're good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say like we're weak or nothing, but we're not like at full strength. And to be able to do what we did, you know, I know Khalil Mack is coming back there, back there. So it'll right. be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but if Aaron Donald's able to be Aaron Donald, then, you know, it'll be what it is. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bears this week. Okay. So I'm going to run down sides picks real quick. Okay. Giants and Eagles, he picked the Giants. Bills and Jets, he picked the Bills. Lions and Falcons, he picked the Falcons. Browns and Bengals, he picked the Browns. Steelers, Titans, he picked the Steelers. Panthers, Saints, he picked the Saints. Cowboys, Washington, he picked Washington. Packers, Texans, he picked the Packers. Seahawks, Cardinals, he picked the Seahawks. Chiefs, Broncos, he picked the Chiefs. Niners, Patriots, he picked the Niners. Jags and Chargers, he picked the Chargers. Bucks, Raiders, he picked the Bucks. And Bears, Rams, he picked the Bears. All right, I guess I'm I guess I'm alone on some of these picks. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe that'll get me to uh, creep up a little bit in these standings. I'll take quite, it. It's quite possible, bro. Quite possible. I'll definitely take it. Oh. But yeah, I think that's everything this week. Oh, forgot to add, Nick Saban is off of the COVID list, I believe. He was able to coach this past weekend, which is crazy. That's wild. That's wild. They have no kind of protocol for protection. No. Like, that's just, we just running whatever we want to run. So we know where college football stands with COVID. If you're important, you can come back. If not, sit down. Yeah. And I'm, is it this week that all the conferences begin play? Like the Big Ten and the Pac 12? Quite possible. I, I have to look. I know they're starting soon. I forget the week, though. But all five power conferences will be in play before. Yeah, it's this two week. weeks. It's this week, I believe. I believe. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. I guess college football is officially back. Hey man, that's all good, man. Kane's ranked number eleven, man. I'm gonna take it. I take it, <laughs> even though I wish we could be a little higher. But you know what? I can't complain because last year we weren't even ranked. So right. right. So I'll take it. Just right. keep improving, Kane. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. But I think that's everything this week, man. Yes, sir. This has been the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. You can follow us on Instagram at the Gridiron Guys podcast and listen to us on all DSPs. We appreciate your support. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know, you know, we can improve anywhere. Or if you disagree with whatever we say on here, we'll gladly interact with you. So yep. comment. We'll, sure. We will be back next week. Y'all be safe out here. Deuces. Bless.